810 on mornings with Sue and Andy. It is the Thursday edition. Thank you for taking us with you this morning. Coming up on the program, I'm on my third cup. Nothing beats a great cup of coffee. And the Roastery Coffee Shop is celebrating great coffee produced by great women. We'll find out what that's all about just before 830. And as you've heard in Tony's newscasts, the Supreme Court ruling has come down on the constitutionality of the federal carbon tax, despite opposition from several provinces, including our own. We'll discuss the ramifications of the decision in one minute. It is a 10 helicopter traffic time for Truman, building Calgary's best, featuring Gateway at West District, introducing the newly released Pinnacle Suite, penthouse living at its finest. Visit liveatgateway.com. Live better, live Truman. Looks like a tow truck is on scene to help out with that collision northbound 14th Street on the exit ramp to westbound Glenmore Trail. Left lane is still blocked off. We're seeing that backup stretching uh, just to the Rocky View Hospital. But what's uh, what's more interesting is that eastbound lanes of Glenmore Trail are really slow as you approach that westbound collision. So eastbound lanes are backing up almost to 37th Street and southbound lanes of Crowchild Trail are backed up to about Flanders Avenue. We also have a collision up in the northeast at 36th Street and 25th Avenue. It's not causing any major delays though through the area. Where I am starting to see some big slowdowns is on northbound Deerfoot Trail through the southeast uh, between Barlow Trail and Southland Drive. That's where we're going to see the delays. Other than that, it's moving well. McLeod Trail, though, might be your better alternate route. It's still about a 20-minute drive from Highway 22X into the downtown core. We are still dealing with wet road conditions, still dealing with slushy conditions. So extra caution, especially around those bridge decks and exit ramps. The savings have sprung during Leon's Spring It On sale. Shop special prices on furniture, mattresses, appliances, patio furniture, and more. Limited time only. Visit leons.ca for details. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Brady Howard. Eight twelve. The Supreme Court of Canada says the federal carbon price is entirely constitutional. It was a split decision, came down this morning, just uh, 15, 20 minutes ago. It upholds a pivotal part of the Liberal Climate Change Plan that accounts for at least one-third of the emissions Canada aims to cut over the next decade. Dan McTagg is former Liberal MP and President of Canadians for Affordable Energy, and he joins us now to share his thoughts on this morning's decision. Good morning, Dan. Oh, good morning, Steve. Good morning, Andy. All right. Well, the decision has come down. Were you surprised by it? No, not at all. Um, I didn't think the Supreme Court was going to do anything but uphold. What I did surprise me was some of the language used by the majority, uh, led by the Chief Justice, when uh, he strayed, obviously, beyond the issue of constitutionality uh, and uh, provincial versus federal jurisdiction and uh, began to suggest that... uh, Climate change is a quote-unquote real and existential threat to humanity. So when you go from making a decision based on uh, on law and stray into the area of politics, uh, alarmism, and of course the, the rhetoric of the, uh, of the Greens, and that uh, suggests to me that there was something far more to this decision. And of course the Supreme Court wants to make those kind of decisions and stray into the political areas, which they've done many times then they ought to perhaps uh, signal that they are prepared to enter politics and uh, maybe put their name on the ballot in the next election. I'm being facetious, of course, but uh, this to me uh, is a very uh, disturbing uh, uh, underlying message that I think the Supreme Court uh, ought not to have given. Well, we're hearing the decision on this final, but what's next for Alberta? Are there any more uh, tools in the toolbox to, to try to change things up? Well, I guess you really have to go along with what the court has said. It, uh, it is the uh, final arbiter in terms of any decision in the land. But 
the, I think the reality here is that Canadians are going to have to confront the reality that uh, we, uh, and that's Albertans as well, that we are going to have not one but two carbon taxes. We're the only country in the world that's going to attempt to do this. Uh, that is a, the clean fuel standard, which we've talked about before, uh, which will add a significant burden to manufacturing, to farming, to uh, the energy sector, to say the least. And then the existing carbon tax, which will uh, not just go up beyond what was campaigned for in 2019, that was $50 a ton, but now $170 a ton. Uh, if there's any existential threat, uh, I would suggest the Supreme Court and others who think this is a great idea uh, the, may very well be to the stability of the economic future of this country. There's no way you can take out the manufacturing, energy, and farming sector in one fell swoop uh, while you're trying to achieve an objective which no other country is crazy enough to attempt. So, Dan, what's the bottom line to we as Albertans, we as Canadians, and our pockets? Well, the pockets, if it comes out of the pocketbooks, it's a slam dunk. This is going to hit you hard, uh, and a lot of it will not be rebated, and it will mean significant inflation and significant dislocation. So if you're in the mining sector, the farming sector, the energy sector, you're a consumer, expect to pay a lot more. Perhaps this is about controlling civilization and controlling our, our destinies. I guess we really have only one response to the Supreme Court and other folks in trendy uniforms, and that's uh, our vote, and uh, that's going to count. It's also going to, we have to really make sure that we have politicians in this country that are not prepared to bend and uh, are prepared to stick up on principle and say that this, uh, the climate modeling is wrong, and of course we know that uh, alarmism has no pace, no, no basis in, uh, in fact in our, in our future as a country. So we have a federal election coming up, apparently. Mr. Trudeau uh, feels that this is important to call at a time when we have a, a real existential threat. It's called a pandemic. Maybe it's time for uh, Canadians to uh, recognize that uh, the price they're going to have to pay to achieve nothing is going to be uh, extravagant and impossible. So we nobody can, you know, um, guesstimate or look into the crystal ball when it comes to the future of uh, this election or next one. But let's say CPC finds themselves in power. Uh, it's a, something that can easily be done to overturn a Supreme Court decision? Yes, it can. It just means the federal government has the right to do whatever it wants. But uh, whatever, whoever's your federal government, when you have NDP, uh, Greens, Bloc, and Liberals all lined up, and apparently... Even some conservatives uh, suggesting that carbon taxes are wonderful and that we have to accept climate reality. Look, uh, the IPCC, the, the organization, the international organization, isn't clear on the modeling. As I mentioned earlier, uh, it seems to me that we're taking quite a leap here, especially a country that's extremely vulnerable, much colder than most nations around the world. If we want to go down this road, we had best be prepared uh, for the economic and social consequences. And I think those will lead effectively to constitutional crisis, especially when provinces like Quebec, which get a bit of a pass right now with their own carbon uh, position, is, is imposed, uh, you know, what could amount to a tenfold increase in the price of carbon for that province and others that have seen, seemingly decided, like British Columbia, to go along with this nonsense. Dan, thanks for sharing your perspective this morning. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Sue. Take care, Andy. You too. That is Dan McTagg. Canadians for Affordable Energy.